0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains adult language and subject matter.
1: Listeners, please be advised. back to another episode of drinking with your ex i am blake thompson
0: and i am bonnie neal and we are bringing this podcast to you because frankly we are exes we dated around the turn of the century never gets old saying that though i'm sure i will eventually get old enough to not like him saying that we're both exes uh and we both find ourselves single and over 40
1: and have very strong opinions of why each other is single and the pitfalls and adventures that you have while dating in your 40s. Oh yeah,
0: sure, adventures, let's call it that, as opposed to a death march of humiliation. It's great. It's Lamarine back to everybody. Anyway, this podcast has three rules. One, two, three. The first one being each podcast is inspired by a particular kind of alcohol because we are not sponsored. We are inspired by other we are totally looking for sponsors. Yeah. Hey.
1: We'll totally take sponsors, anyone, and we are cheap. We are
0: cheap. <laughs> so cheap. Sometimes we might even be free. Just letting you know. Uh each episode is inspired by a particular kind of alcohol. Each episode involves both Blake and I introducing the other one.
1: Yes, and also in the third rule, which is Bonnie's favorite, is the uncomfortable question. Where, based on tonight's topic, the other can ask an uncomfortable question, and there are no takebacks, there are no backouts, there are no must safeties. And you must answer. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's fun, really. It's fun. It's not Just a back and truck. Anyway, tonight's episode is inspired
1: by Long Island iced teas. We're going with a cocktail tonight. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Because tonight's topic is one night stands and other dating fallacies that we like to talk about.
0: Or no strings attached other other things you lie about yourself, including ordering a Long Island iced tea. You know, I order it just because I like the taste. No, said no one ever (laughs)
1: lies. Yes, because everybody knows that you're standing behind the bar in the bathroom hugging the toilet going, why on earth did I drink that? Mm -hmm. Because it's such a fabulous idea.
0: Mm -hmm. So yes, brought to you by Long Island iced tea. You're welcome. And now... Now I will start the second part of the podcast because you know I love it so much. This is where Blake and I introduced each other, in some ways each writing each other's tender headline profiles as a way to let the whole world know about my ex, Blake Thompson. I'm going to tell you something interesting about Blake Thompson. This is something that lets you know he's deep, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) deep. When Blake has a serious thing on his mind, a serious incident or something, what he will do is he will load up his entire Leonard Cohen collection and go for walks or drives, letting the dulcet tones of that beautiful bard who really hated himself and loved beautiful women <laughs> to walk him through the night and walk him through his next issue.
1: Well, that's actually that's spot on. Cause Leonard Cohen is one of my favorite therapy I think musicians.
0: Was, you're welcome. I thought that was a nice one. That's <laughs> a really good one. Uh-huh. So
1: ladies and gentlemen, Let me introduce my ex, Bonnie Neal. Gentlemen, watch yourself. She may kneecap you while she's trying to flirt with you. Lord.
0: (laughs) Charges were never pressed. Yeah.
1: And if you cut her, she may bleed five kinds of bourbon in political editorials. Interesting.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad. It, It seems a little... Oh, you are reading it from your phone. You would spend time on that. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I just ad lib it. And you're like, no, 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 bitch, I'm writing this shit down.
1: Oh, no, no. Every time I have a good idea, I write it down for later. Wow. All
0: right. Well, that isn't as fun. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to tonight's topic. And tonight's topic started out through a dare. It started out through friends of ours who are dating who, over now that they're over 40, they still kind of cling to the bullshit things we made up when we were like, what? 12. So we just want to kind of highlight some of the non-consensual dating myths that seemingly people seem to believe and aspire to. They think they exist and they think that like it's a goal to get the number one being right now is the idea the concept of no strings attached sexual relationship between two human beings um i personally think there's no such fucking thing as a no strings attached relationship and that as do i if there is a quote-unquote successful no strings attached relationship it pretty much involves two dissociated people bump on hugglies, essentially right like let's just break down what is a no strings attached
1: well relationship basically uh when people feel that there's no strings attached we're talking about no emotional bonding or moments where it's like no it's like we're just doing this could be called friends with benefits right another lie
0: another lie
1: lie. because anybody let's be honest with you if you're getting naked and going in for the funds even sport fucking guess what there are strings there are emotions you say they're not you're a lion.
0: yeah i mean they're, they're well you're lying or you're dissociating and kind of like congratulating oneself about it right you know like we if we've learned from listening to any of the yoga hippies in our lives is that we are a you know combined creature it is mind spirit body you cannot actually like have one without the others nope. as a human creature you have a mind you have a spirit you have a body you have a heart it's not like they're playing cards that you could just pick one up and nope i'm playing the body one tonight and that's all i'm gonna be playing for this evening like it, it,
1: this isn't a game of texas holdem everybody right? <laughs> You're you're not sitting there looking at your hand going all right i got a pair of deuces and that's all i got rolling on this one it's not realistic
0: there's a built-in lie there wait right there's right. a built-in
1: lie because all of us have feelings and stating that you want to know strings attached means like you're wanting an upper hand on another individual based off feelings
0: i feel like what no strings attached is better what like a better title for it is is that i want to use you as a sexual Object and Not have no responsibility for your feelings about it, right? Like, basically, I want to use another human being as a sex toy and objectify them and feel like I'm winning, right? It, it, at its core, there's a dominance game happening.
1: There is. And it's like, basically what you're saying is, it's like, uh, get out.
0: Or that I'm getting off on dehumanizing,
1: right? Yes. I find that hot. right?
0: Which is, okay, that's also a kink, right? That's, I mean, fine. If, that's a,
1: if that's a kink, communicate it, everybody. Right, but
0: I feel like no strings attached, there, there's something kind of non-consensual at its base because it all kind of, it's like a dehumanizing competition. Right. And what I hate about no strings attached is if you're in a quote unquote no strings attached relationship and you wait for it, catch the feels then you have lost like you have lost this game period lost the game all over everybody's cheering at your defeat you know it, it's you have lost which implies that there was a game to begin with and you have
1: failed and i'm like oh, because you but you didn't fail you're sitting there you're having you're having an intimate act with another human being that's going to elicit some sort of emotional response
0: and also is like putting your life on the line. Like sex is dangerous, people. Like not only COVID, there's HIV, there's herpes, there's a, there's there's the SIF, yeah. right? Now, there's Sir, also S T
1: D here. I mean, like like folks, sack it before you sack it before you go in. Talk about safe sex because guess what? There are antibiotic resistant strains out there now.
0: Yes. So sex is a intimate bodily inherently dangerous act and you are trying to tell me that you have no feelings about it and the other person is not allowed to have feelings about it and it does just seem like a tough guy game of chicken right that he who pretends not to have the feelings the most wins and like what are we winning exactly i hate it so much
1: there's no winning
0: there's no winning but it's a common game because i think it's also a common myth and i do think people think Male, female, in between the genders. I do they think? I think they think that having a no strings attached relationship is a fucking goal, worth striving and trying for. And I'm like, why? Like, and and then that, and that if they can't, and where are you
1: if, getting it from?
0: Or and if they can't achieve this quote unquote mythical no strings attached relationship, if they wait for it, catch the feels, then they're a failure as a human being because they're not what. Evolved to a point of dissociative physicality that they can engage in a life endangering act without having any feelings about it. I'm like, what the fuck, people?
1: You just proved to yourself once you catch the feels that you're not a sociopath.
0: Right. Yay. Congratulations. There should be champagne everywhere. Congratulations. I know. Right. <laughs> You are not a sociopath.
1: You're not a sociopath. You are caring about another human being. But you're caring for another human being. And if you're going to be intimate with another human being, there are always a strength.
0: So I want to have you put on your therapist hat. It has been pointed out to me that a lot of what people like about our podcast is that you're actually a fucking therapist as opposed to, <laughs> like, just two assholes talking about dating. You have the choice. By the way,
1: everybody, it's like, I might be a therapist, but I'm also an asshole. So it's true. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive yeah, 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 on yeah. this one.
0: Oh, if you listen thus far, you, you know the truth of those words. But... So, all right, you put foot on your therapist side. You are uh, the therapist, and you have a client coming in who is insisting that no-strings-attached relationships are the bomb, kaboom, and this is everything that they've ever dreamed of, ever wanted. And why is the person they're currently engaging in this no-strings-attached relationship, why is this person, like, ruining everything by catching the feels? What do you think? What's your thought? What, what What is your
1: diagnosis? It's like, I wouldn't say a diagnosis, but I would say it's more of a behavioral. It's more, it's more behavior than anything. Elaborate. I don't know what that means. What's happening is you have a behavior where you're saying that you are, you are creating a habit okay. that allows you to protect your emotional feelings by saying there's no strings attached. You're building a foundation for saying that I'm going to be as Bonnie likes to point out on me emotionally unavailable and When it comes to No Strings Attached, you're basically, that's your hand. You're playing your hand for that other person, letting them know that you are emotionally unavailable to them for anything further than sport fucking.
0: Forgive me, because I've also pointed you out to being emotionally unavailable for anything other. If somebody is emotionally unavailable for anything other than sport fucking, is that a sign that they're a good catch? Is that a sign that there's somebody one should date and spend any kind of time or attention around? Is that a dream weaver? Uh, few- you using it again. I know, <laughs> right, but I love it very influenced by Wayne's World. Yeah, um,
1: okay, I'm going to stand outside with my boom box now. But anyhow.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it strikes me as like a fucking red flag.
1: No, it's a big red flag because you have someone that's actively communicating that they don't want anything further than other than, it's like so every once in a while I need to get my rocks off, you're available.
0: You're my live action sex toy. Yes. And that's really all I'm capable of seeing you
1: as. And I'm dehumanizing you in the process. Because where...
0: kind of need that because if you were actually human, I would get the high and have to run away. I mean, it is a sign of I'm completely incapable of intimacy.
1: Absolutely. So, but, uh, I mean, it, but, but so also, is, it's
0: is that you... the attractive goal is 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 that like once somebody achieves this this what masters of the universe moment where they're like I'm capable of emotional intimacy. Aren't right, that fucking hot? Like, I don't get it. I don't.
1: But again, as we are like in a in a therapeutic environment it usually comes out that this is a behavior this is an ill behavior it comes out that it's not realistic because you're going to have feelings the individual that says i want no strings sooner or later is going to have a feeling you're going to be thinking about it the moment you start thinking about it's like hey i'd really like to get together with them again okay guess what y'all feeling caught the feels you caught a feel
0: or what if i actually think the more common feeling uh from a quote-unquote no strings attached engagement is a sense of loneliness Mm -hmm. right because you're like well i just did an intimate act with a stranger and you know they've taken off the uber's calm and i'm like well
1: i'm on my cab ride home and i am alone
0: and was that the goal? Like, what do you, is there a sense of triumph, a sense of conquered? a sense of, like, emptiness? What, I mean, it does seem at its core kind of empty. Uh, you know, I mean, orgasms are great. They are actually good for mental health and physical health. Yay. I mean, Oprah says we should be having at least over 400 a year. So if Oprah says it, it should be true. I'm not against orgasms at all. I'm a big fan. But I'm also saying that, like, there's, I feel like there's something kind of emotionally abusive, both to yourself and to your partner it by is. this constant Pursuit of because you you what? touched on it you no t- strings attached dissociation
1: well that's it you touched on it earlier earlier on and you're in your and and now you're disassociating yourself from feelings for another human being so or from sit, your own feelings about your, it again from your own feelings where you're setting yourself up for an emotional roller coaster because it's going to happen sooner or later there's going to be a discussion sooner or later there's going to be an argument sooner or later there's going to be a fight abuse. You name it. Like Any of these things can occur because you're dehumanizing another individual.
0: And accepting their dehumanization of you. And it, it's a game of chicken, right? It, it's like he who blinks first, he who has catches the feels first loses. And then, oh my God, you ruined this. Perfect, no strings attached bubble. I must leave you and go on to the next one. Uh, I must go on to my next live-action sex
1: toy. Right, and becomes a habitual act where, like as I was saying, it's a behavior. It's something where it's something where you're getting some sort of gratification, either positive or negative, from it. Like, for some reason, you have maybe experienced a trauma, you've had a bad relationship, you're coming out of a bad breakup, and you're thinking, all right, I don't want feels from the next person I'm with, him or her, whatever. I don't want feels, is that what you mean? I don't want the feels because... Insert said, previous experience here.
0: Uh, so I believe the term you're skating around is scared, fear, yes. right? I mean, for me, no, the idea of no strings, the, the attraction to no it's strings touch. Is you're trying to mitigate the fear of being close to somebody, being hurt by somebody, the inherent fear that comes from sex with another human being, the inherent fear that comes from wanting and needing something from another human being, and the chance that they might say no, might reject you, might shiv you in the shower, right? You know, I mean, there's. We,
1: we, we, we.
0: We are humans. We are apex predators. We are individual predators that function as a pack and a herd, which means we have to work together, even though we're individual apex predators we're dangerous to each other
1: it's like the no strings attached fallacy is having your cake and eating it too whatever yeah
0: yeah i mean i've always heard that before but what, what does that mean to you when you say
1: it basically it's like huh, like i'm getting all the benefits out of this while i'm not having to give anything for it
0: the idea of like uh a no risk reward right yeah. i'm risking nothing and getting everything with the idea right. that yeah no strings attached sex is just this some sort of magical prize, right? Uh, that I'm getting away without, like, I'm getting the milk for free, don't have to buy the cow, and let's insert all <laughs> other kinds of misogynistic bullshit. Uh, you know, but, a- but I've I've had, you know, men, women, all the genders. I've had them. I've had all of them earnestly earnestly tell me that no strings attached is real and they've benefited from it they've loved it it's it's made them feel powerful which i think is a really interesting word because yes yes i understand like the the power to reject
1: somebody right and also not only powerful but i mean not only the power behind it but again the fear behind it like you're saying you're having a fear of an emotional relationship you're having the fear of some type of commitment irregardless of the fact that you just had a form of commitment by engaging in a sexual activity with another human being.
0: Right. That 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 act actually has a shit ton of, like, fine print commitments that we're all just going to kind of collectively ignore or pretend aren't there until, like, insert positive test for herpes, syphilis, baby. Right. right. Yeah, right. can I see your HIV? medical records,
1: please? And do you have a condom on you?
0: Well, and that, that's what it is, right? Like, they're all like, well, no, I'm clean. It's fine. Like, the exchanging of, like... Tests and all this kind of stuff, as if there's when it's a passport to those no strings attached thing. I mean, at the end of the day, what I guess what I'm trying to say, like it somewhat makes sense in your teens and twenties, even though I do think this is kind of when we're like baby sharks gnawing on each other and teaching each other a blood sport of disassociating our feelings from our bodies. As it that's like the training wheels of it, right? But once you're over your once you're in your 40s, right? Like what's what's the end game here? Like why why do this? Why like what are you, what are you trying to Dude, what are you trying to win?
1: It's a no win. Especially like if you're act if you're out there looking looking for a relationship and you're saying, well, I don't want no strings at first. Okay. I don't
0: want no strings at first. Yeah, you've heard that somebody said that to you. I've
1: heard that. I've I've heard someone's. I've had actually on a date.
0: I don't want no strings at first, but once we get to know each other, yeah. Then let's fully emotionally dissociate in a way that might actually yeah. feel like amputation, and that's totally what I'm into. You into it? Right?
1: Yeah. And Now mind you, in that date it did not end well.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause I mean, I, I'm sorry, but talk about fucking mixed messages
1: like it's like okay then why are you here because i'm very clear in my dating profile what i'm looking for and you're telling me this now
0: there's a defensiveness to it right and our 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 mutual friend
1: who really will throw down and
0: wants to die on this hill uh that no strings attached is a perfectly emotionally valid uh relationship status to pursue it's interesting that she calls it a relationship status to pursue let's start there um (laughs) You know, but she, she'll she die on that hill. And yet she admits to wanting the exact fucking opposite of it. And I, I keep pushing her because I actually think there's a fantasy... In the romanticism, the, like the, how, how we romanticize the concept of no strings attached, right?
1: And again, no strings attached, I feel was romantic. And again, you're using the right word, romanticized, especially in movies and television.
0: Yes, there's a rom com fantasy. I feel like I've seen this one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe Justin Timberlake was in it. I'm not sure.
1: I mean, right? like, insert, yeah, inserts that movie here. Bring in Ryan Gosling, everybody. I mean,
0: yes, right? Like, the, so, like, here's the fantasy. Here's the rom com fantasy of no strings attached relationships is like, Two beautiful women, or two beautiful humans, or two beautiful women, right? Two two beautiful humans are slightly tipsy at a bar at the end of the evening. Their eyes lock, and they both realize they were both a ten. They were both a ten at 10 p.m., and now they are still a ten at 2 a.m. Yes, hashtag winning, beautiful people. And then they go home. They have drunken sex. That seemed mildly satisfying. They wake up the next morning, they're like, oh no, I could never. I can never. I'm so busy, I cannot. No, can't even think about it. I don't want babies. I don't want you. I don't want to. like, Fine. You know, but we kind of knock boots. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's keep this knocking the boots thing going. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then, so they keep, quote unquote, knocking boots and doing no strings attached for what, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks.
1: And all of a sudden, that no strings attached turns into. You're dating.
0: You're dating, but I don't want to date. Oh my God, you
1: you broke the rules. You caught the feels. I can't even. I'm going to
0: go away. And then there's some sort of boombox playing outside of a window because one or both of them realize, oh, I can't quit you. And, and they come back to there, the idea that no strings attached does actually lead to actual feelings. And they both are become so brave to admit, oh my God, I actually kind of like, like you. Uh, please, like, my hideously
1: and again, everyone, There's life. a big difference between a one-night stand where you pick up somebody in a bar, you wake up the next morning and you realize, okay, I may have made a mistake or I said, I did the, it's 2 a.m., I'm lonely, I'm going home with this person, and then you never speak to them again. Yes. Big difference.
0: True, but I also have, like, some pretty straightforward rules about that, too. I don't think like a one-night stand gives anybody the authority to treat the other person as a disposable human don't do that
1: because i know in my 40s the last thing in the world i want right now is a one night stand i do there was one i'll say this fellas i don't know about y'all but the amount of pressure that you're putting on yourself to complete and actively succeed at a one night stand while you're sitting there going i'm five Jamesons in and i'm a rock star no you're not (laughs) Stop that, stop that, stop that. Oh,
0: man, this is a rodeo. This actually might be a uh, child's ride outside of H-E-B. You know, like, yeah. No.
1: Because you're sitting there and it's like, you think, oh, I'm walking down the road with her on the beach, and you realize that you're just really drunk dragging a mannequin into an alley. Dear Lord. That's very specific, Blake.
0: Uh, uh, yes. I, I mean, okay, so maybe we did engage in all these stupid, stupid, stunningly stupid, uh, emotionally dissociative acts in our teens, 20s, and 30s, yeah, but what what point do they serve now that you're over 40? Like, what what's the goal here, right? Um,
1: or is, it's, if, or it's, if there is one. Yeah. Like You might be sitting there like you could be emotionally unavailable. You could be unsure of what you want. You could be questioning things you be questioning your desires, looking at your different types, not understanding where you're at and what you actually want to do here. And that's like, are you swiping left or are you swiping right? What dating app are you using? But again, as we said, this is just one of many fallacies that we want to tell ourselves about dating.
0: There's an inherent lie here, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's I, I mean, I guess it's, it's chicken shitting out of, it's wading into the pool, into the kiddie pool, because it's kind of, it's a real chicken shit way into getting into the dating world without ever actually having to like, date, yeah, you know, or or you are going on multiple dates, but you are still aiming for that goal, right? The successful dating being like, getting late, right on, right on, right on, right? So you're getting late to your quote unquote, hashtag winning.
1: But what are you winning?
0: And what are you winning? At the end of the day, don't you actually want a relationship? Don't you want a partner? Don't you want
1: there's an like, somebody to
0: like, pick you up from the hospital when you just came through abdominal surgery, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, but this behavior seems to be completely empty, counterproductive. If it, that's is. What it is. You want.
1: But it's but it's a behavior and it's a defense mechanism. Yes. And it, it's like you're using terminology to justify your behavior.
0: And I think dating over 40, if that's kind of what the the gentleman is presenting and offering me, all I just see it as a red flag. I just see it as a oh you oh you don't actually you can't actually locate your emotional self with like a fucking map. Okay, you you may be 40 45, but you're actually emotionally probably 15 and maybe need a hug and some marshmallows. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but like there, there's <laughs> (laughs) There's something very emotionally arrested about it.
1: Uh, I got an idea. Let's take you around, get you some hot cocoa. Let's watch Goonies and just call it a day. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because there's it's it's arrested. It's it's regressive, right? Um, Right. And I I know there are people out there that are some maybe this mythically sexually liberated human that can have intense, honest, caring, meaningful sexual interactions with strangers and multiple people and walk away grown as a human and better made from it. But I also want to say that, like, I think they're the fucking exception, not the goddamn rule, that they're on a different journey here. Yeah,
1: but also the people you're talking about, there's communication involved in this, where you saying that there's no strings, you're also hindering communication between the partner that you're actually engaging with.
0: Right. No strings is essentially a gag order. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Right? Right. You're just shutting down any kind of conversation, communication about emotions
1: period yeah and again but like no strings is just one of the many fallacies we want to talk about tonight
0: well and then the next one right so you're right all right Bonnie you know you're kind of like a judgy mcjudgy judgy bitch right I'm not into no strings attached but what I really do is that I just kind of want a consistent access to booty um while I'm out there trying to you know put my heart out there so consistent access to booty with somebody I care about welcome to the next life, friends with benefits
1: friends with benefits where again it's a fallacy because there's a large amount of communication that needs to occur.
0: I don't think Friends with Benefits is the complete and utter fucking lie uh, that No Strings Attached is. I do think Friends with Benefits is like ooh, what's it, what's the what's that kink? CNC. Right? Consensual non-consent. Yeah. I do think Friends with Benefits is like CNC kink in that it has to be that kind of consent has to be consistently, frequently, enthusiastically reinforced yep. on a regular fucking basis
1: and also the thing about f- friends with benefits is part of me feels it's rude it can be just I, for the I, fact I've that i've seen some
0: friends with benefit like that actually were loving and caring but they also had a beginning they got a firm beginning and a yeah firm
1: end. yeah as have i but there's some situations i've seen where it's like okay i just went on six dates this week and i am not batting a thousand hey what you up to? You want to?
0: Sport fucking. Yeah. So it's sport fucking amongst friends, right? Right. You and I have engaged gay us in the past, right? Yes. But yes, use your words, consent to it, not consent to it. And try not to go to your friends looking to recreate the no strings attached dehumanization contract, right? That's what makes you an asshole, not a friend. Right. If you treat your friend like a disposable sex toy, you're just an asshole. Absolutely. There's, I just feel like with friends and with benefits, what you're saying is, is like, well, I'm not sleeping with a stranger. I'm sleeping with somebody I care about and they care about me. But I also don't have to engage in the emotional commitment of a committed monogamous, whatever, polyamorous, whatever, whatever actual... Insert
1: said, highly communicated relationship. Right, but you're also
0: still like technically i mean theoretically in a fucking friendship which means you give a shit about their feelings you give a shit about their day you give a shit about how they're feeling how you make them feel right like you kind of have to keep talking about that you kind of have to be in it you may not have to be somebody who wants to pick out like china and you know uh china patterns and you know wedding photos but you also still like this is an excuse not to be a human. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, I
1: feel very strong. I know, I can tell. <laughs> like we've touched on a hot topic tonight, everyone. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I
0: just.
1: But again, it's like, like if you're gonna have a friends with benefits conversation and you're friends with somebody that you're not in a, a non-committed relationship, but every once in a while you're getting together and going, hey, we just had a couple drinks, let's go get naked. Right. Communicate it, yeah. talk it out. Acknowledge that other person has feelings. Yes. Acknowledge that other person is a human
0: being. Yes, and is maybe coming into this agreement with their own set of trauma and soft spine. I mean, the times in our past when you and I have engaged in sport fucking, sometimes it was just truly drunken opportunism. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> drunken opportunism. Of, you know, 2 a.m., I'm kind of horny. Want to? Yeah. Right. Sure.
1: Right? That bottle uh, of Jameson went quickly.
0: <laughs> and I actually remember the few times that happened. We actually talked about it. I think we actually said that this is, well better choices than taking home a stranger tonight uh but <laughs> but
1: we also realized i'm not in love with you i don't want
0: to get back together with you these are words that were actually fucking said
1: yes right we actually act- actively communicated all this that we realized sport fucking just wasn't you know what we're better friends
0: we're better friends right but but mainly because there's just a lot of brutally fucking conversations to be had at 2 a.m and i'm like no like i don't want to hear about how you think i'm emotionally unavailable for people not right now uh you know but um that and I do think that friends with benefits also has a beginning and end moment, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best stories I ever saw, or one of the best, most successful friends with benefits um, relationships I ever saw, was with a friend of mine who was just getting out of a very abusive, toxic, but all-encompassing marriage right? Her and her husband had kind of meshed into this really, really abusive, um, all-encompassing kind of thing where he was very controlling, he was very uh, paranoid, he was very mentally ill, and he kind of kept her trapped at her house, right? And it took a lot of courage and it took a lot of oomph to get out of that. And I was wildly proud of her for, for leaving him and then, you know, getting her own place. And I knew that she was somebody who she would only be alone as long as she wanted to. Yeah, uh, she is somebody who's always had men flock to her. They're they're just always kind of interested in her. And I know that she would only be alone as she wanted to be. And I also worried about her falling into rebounds, falling into other bad habits. Um, I also worried about her future ex-husband kind of continuing to stalk and perpetrate her. She wound up in a friends with benefits relationship with a longtime friend of hers. They had known each other a really long time. I think they'd flirted a couple of times, but, you know, she'd been married a while. And, you know, he'd been in and out of relationships. So they both kind of found themselves single, ostensibly, at this time and where she was in no way, shape or form ready for any kind of emotional, r- romantic relationship. But I think she also wanted and needed sex and a man's att- male attention that was positive and you know, these are all human things. And I think he kind of also did too. So they did literally negotiate a long-term, continuous sexual relationship that was very healing, that was very kind, and was, frankly from what I heard, super hot but that didn't involve asking of her anything more than to just care about him and be kind to him. And he was kind to her. And as she went through her divorce and went, came out on the other side of it, and as she was going through all that, he met somebody and ended their sexual relationship kindly, gently, and firmly. And they're still friends to this day. He wound up marrying the person that he met, but there was, there was so much respect and love there, but also tenuous communication.
1: And you just said, like, the two main things, respect and communication. Yes. Like, there was active communication through the entirety of the process. It wasn't uh Yanti. I right. it wasn't that.
0: or that I am in between relationships, I'm coming off of a bad rebound. I need a little bit of sexual healing, sexual gratification. I'm not willing to commit to being bootyless through the entire fucking pandemic. Hey, you were friends sort of, right? Why don't we uh why don't we just knock some uglies and um uh, both pretend that we have no feelings about that, but you're my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's Yeah. The, when you're treating another human being like a disposable sex toy and feeling like you're winning. I think you're There's no winning. There's a lie here. There's just an inherent lie. There's no winning. You're, you're lying to somebody else. Definitely. But you're probably lying to your, you know,
1: cause one, someone's yeah. going to get hurt. Yeah.
0: And you're just playing a not it, not me.
1: Yeah, you're just okay. saying, you're just wiping your hands. It's like, no, I am claiming no responsibility for that other person's feelings that they're having right now. And something I said, no okay. strings, or no, this was friends with benefits. It's all we were doing. Right.
0: You've caught feels, therefore, you've broken the contract, therefore, you've lost. And now we're no longer friends and no longer mm. engaging in benefits. Uh, I don't know. They, I, I just hate it. Like, these, these are the things about the het normative world. And I, I know this does exist in the queer world too, but like, there's something about the het normative world that this kind of idea persists and at its core is just dehumanizing
1: shit. Well, it's also, re- it's like reinforced through our media, it's reinforced through our entertainment, it's reinforced in our music. And again, I'm not saying I'm not becoming all puritanical and whatnot, but there are just certain like we've all heard we've all heard those songs we've all watched that TV show we've all seen that movie, where no strings or friends with benefits or insert said fallacy here was portrayed as a positive.
0: I'm also you know I mean I think we're also kind of we're leaving out the mood altering substances from this yeah. conversation right like how much of this how much of these no strings attached relationships start out with beer goggles yeah. and beer how many goggles
1: of- coat goggles acid goggles Molly goggles. Right.
0: That that's not a that is a time actually for remarkable uh, honesty, but maybe you're not super capable of it at the time. And one, I'm big, I'm a big believer in not making sexual choices while altered. I, I'm reminded of a situation we saw recently where. I'm just a big fan of just blunt ass fucking honesty. Uh, if this is what you're doing, all right. Where she's on the rebound. She's definitely on the rebound. She just came off of a really bad breakup. She is chatting up a very cute, really intoxicated lawyer, and you know he's totally defending this idea of no strings attached to sex. It's totally her thing. It happens like this, and we're we're like and I are arguing. And I was like, well, no, because I think no strings attached depends on somebody not actually being honest. I was like, if she said to you, I'm on the rebound and I just need to replace the scent of him in my mind. So I want to go home with you so I can fuck a new person and therefore, you know, get over my ex's like imprint on my body.
1: Instant replacement sex.
0: Instant replacement sex. Right. And he was like, well, I don't think you have to put it that way. I'm like, why? It's the truth. He's like, well, but I, I... I mean, that, that takes the romance out of it. I'm like, where's the fucking romance, dude? There is no romance in this. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Tell me your romantic idea about what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. And I was just like, well, well I mean, it's like, he, it's, was like, he was like, no, I need a little bit more romance than that. I'm like, you mean if a girl comes up and says, hey, just broke up with my, you know, shitty ex-boyfriend and I'm just horny and want to kind of, you know, erase him from my skin? You up for it?
1: Yeah. i are going to do some coke in the bathroom. Then we are going to come out and we're going to go.
0: Yeah. Right? I mean, like, that's refreshing honesty. But you yeah. mean you wouldn't be into it? Why? Why? Because it feels a little dehumanizing. Makes you feel like a sex toy. Makes it seem like she can make that offer to anybody. The control out...
1: was, taking out the tr- anybody control the was taken out of your hands and you were being dictated to. Yeah,
0: so it's like, oh, wait for it. Dehumanizing? What? 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 Sorry. Uh... Blake and I have kind of gone round and round about having this topic in a podcast, mainly because we just agree with each other, yeah. right? And so I feel like this would just be an ongoing snark, judgy-mcjudgy uh, yeah. conversation. Because
1: both of us have very strong feelings about this. I learned I learned in my early teens, No Strings Attached was not real.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I, it took me a little longer than that. but
1: yeah. um, Just because one, hey, there's no strings, I caught feels. Or there's no strings, she caught feels.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Are we at the uh, uncomfortable? Yes, we are at the uncomfortable question part. So, uncomfortable question. Tell me an incident when you engaged in no strings attached, and she caught feels. What did you say? And what did you do?
1: It's really not an uncomfortable question. I'll be the judge of it. Continue. We started dating. Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting. All right. I need. I need. All right. I need. Drink for details.
1: Okay. Both of us were sixteen. Both of us were. Both of us were getting out out of said relationships, and she was actually a person of status at school. So our relationship was also a secret. And you were having sex? Yes. Wow.
0: Oh hi, oh, go
1: ahead. Yeah. Um, our relationship was also a secret where it's like You were her back door man. I was okay. Let's let's be honest, my junior year in high school, everyone, like I'm like all six and a half at tall me with my with my top knot on my head and my army oh. jacket yeah, and my, my hair flowing down my shoulders. It was feathered and dangerous. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my walking around in my combat boots. I was... We'll get a
0: picture, ladies and gentlemen, and put it up on the website. Don't you worry. I will find <laughs> photographic evidence of top knot 16-year-old Blake. Go ahead.
1: Blake had a full head of hair. Just had the top knot pulled back and the hair falling down over the shoulders. There is photographic evidence out there, everyone. It would not have done her status well at school.
0: Is this like a Judd Apatow, Molly Ringwald Breakfast Club kind of thing? Is that what kind it's of, Yeah, kind of sorted. Oh, yeah, you bad boy. Uh-huh. Kind, okay. of, kind
1: of sorted. And she was a princess. And she was a princess. She was a serious princess. And also, my, my, most like most princesses at school, their parents didn't like mine. Your parents are hard to like, but
0: I get your point. So you guys are sneaking around.
1: We're sneaking around, and like we said, there's no strengths. And she Whatever, was actually—that means it's sixteen. She's, and she's actually the one that brought this up. There's no strengths. It's like once I like once this is over, I'm calling it. It's over. Oh, okay. And I'm like power move. Like, and that. I'm like okay, respect. I got you because one, I was having. I'm sixteen year old, and I'm being a cheerleader. Everybody, I'm living the high school dream.
0: I already have a misogynistic hashtag winning. Yep, I get it. No, no, yeah.
1: But but again, 16, and then like we were uh, we went to a movie one night, and we were just sitting there, and and she reached over and started holding my hand. Ooh, in public. In public. How did that feel? It was like I'm like whoa, there's feels here, and she's like shut up.
0: (laughs) All right, did you already have feelings for her? Would you have been her boyfriend in a hot minute if she would? Just to give him the green light? Probably. Okay. So you were. Probably, but. You were containing your feels for her.
1: I was containing them, but also I was enjoying the adventure of it.
0: Right. But you already had Dreamweaver playing in your mind. You just had it, uh, you know, in, in your. You just had it on mute.
1: Yeah. I'm walking around and walking around in my trench coat, not saying a word. So it's a battle of wills at that point, right? It was one of those things where it was in. Like, we dated for a while, but most like most 16-year-old relationships, summer hit, school was over, it was over.
0: So is this the only experience you have with the no-strings-attached where... That was my first.
1: Well, okay. Is it okay. one where my you were second, out of acne? phase. My second was uh, like when I was um, out of high school. And um, that was, like, I'm running around, uh, driving around in a 78 Trans Am. Going to different concerts, going to the local concert halls and whatnot, and trying to hook up with anybody I could, because uh, I didn't know what I was looking for at the time. And uh, there was a certain there was a certain girl that hung out of this concert hall called Rebo's. I picked her up, and we were talking, and then we hit it off. Went out. And then when a sexual relationship started occurring, she's like, she goes, don't catch the feels because I can be gone in a
0: minute. How did that feel to hear?
1: It hurt because I was actually I was actively looking for a relationship. And um,
0: it seemed like a slap in the face, right?
1: It, it did. It's very straightforward rejection, right?
0: I felt disposable.
1: Well, yeah, you're good enough for this, but not good enough for that. Yeah, it's like good enough to like have sex in the backseat in the parking lot. But it's like it's Romantic yeah very right um but it's like don't ask me out for dinner we're not dating
0: how did that end badly what do you mean
1: uh, i'll be honest i i had the feels i had all the feels and um i was honest about it and i was ceremoniously disposed of in public Ooh. yeah in front of all my friends
0: wow like slapped your face or laughed at you kicked you like I uh
1: i think i was gonna keep dating you you're a good fuck, but you're a 5 out of 10. And oh god. In a public place and there's probably about 20, 30 people there I knew. Oh god. I nodded, I quietly walked out. Didn't say a word, got in my car, did the only fucking screaming donut in the parking lot and drove hundred miles all the way home.
0: I went to give baby Blake a big hug. That, oh God, that sounds horrible.
1: And I learned I learned in my early teens, like, I would, like at this time I was 19, I learned there's no such thing as no strings because someone's gonna catch a feel. On both times, it was me.
0: Looking back and through your therapist lens, what do you think her motivation was for that behavior?
1: It was well, it was a power play. Yes, Embarrassed me in public. I would say that she was she wanted to hurt somebody that night, and it was me.
0: Do you think you scared her? I don't know. Did you force your feelings on her in public? Did she feel cornered on that?
1: Kept my distance even.
0: She was just lashing out. Yeah. I'm so sorry, darling. That's a horrible story, painful story.
1: Yep. Ow. And ironically, two years ago, she tried to friend me on Facebook. The hateful cunt. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I saw her name pop up in a friend request. I was like, get the absolute fuck out of here.
0: I wonder if she has something to say.
1: You know, I, I, I was not a really nice person in high school. I, I it's a it's a hard memory for me. It's not something I wanted to revisit. And it's like, oh, hi, sure, I want to talk to you. Yes, you broke my heart when I was 19. Thanks.
0: And just break it. You stomped on it in public. Yeah. yeah. Cruelty, right? Like there's the the, the casual cruelty that exists between men and women and, you know, the encouragement for casual cruelty that happens between two people trying to engage. Gauge in a sexual romantic relationship is what always kind of gives me hives it always what gives me the hee about it because there's I don't like to Encourage it. I don't like to experience it I don't ever think that if you're in a place of cruelty and you haven't gotten consent from the other person that you, you, Signs are that you're probably not right and you're operating from a space of a lot of fear and a lot of pain
1: Right. And again, as I said, I learned early on no strings is a lie it's a flat-out lie. Because sooner or later, someone, one of the two, or three or four, depending on what type of relationship it is, someone is going to have a feeling.
0: And that means that they're human, not that they're less than human.
1: Right. No one's disposable.
0: No one's disposable. And if you feel powerful by the act of disposing of humans, you are the asshole.
1: Sorry. 100%. Well,
0: thanks for telling that story. I'm sorry I kind of pushed you on it. No, I'm not. But thank think you for telling me.
1: No, no worries. I mean, those are two. Those are two. One of the... Highlights the <laughs> Blake's early dating life.
0: Woo! <laughs> Do you think you ever made anybody feel that way? Probably.
1: Did they come to mind, or are you just assuming that? Okay, so between eighteen and nineteen, I was trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted and who I wanted.
0: Well, that's what eighteen and nineteen is about.
1: I didn't know my ass from my elbow. Not even going to pretend like I knew everything, even though at the time I thought I was invincible, ruled the world, and was the coolest thing on the earth. No, but
0: that's the best thing about being eighteen, right? Like it's the only time when. The world that you are uh, invincible and you actually truly feel it. Um, except, you know, and you need to savor that moment. It's going to pass so quickly. You need to savor it. And then, uh, so you always have fond memories of it.
1: I know there's a picture of me. I know my mom has it. And I want to, like, the next time I go home, I want to find it. It's I'm leaning on that train, Am, smoking a cigarette. Someone snapped a picture of me smoking a cigarette, I'm standing there in my leather jacket, and I'm just
0: feeling too cool for school. You are the coolest you have ever been, will ever be.
1: Exactly. Right there at that moment. It's like, I was like, okay. Like, I'm a rock star in my own mind. Cue <laughs> my theme music.
0: What was your theme music?
1: Well, at the time, I was going to a lot of local punk shows. <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been anything. Uh, it's like, actually, like I want to reiterate that question to you for uncomfortable question. Mm-hmm. When was your first no-string-attached moment, and how did it end? My first one? Your first one or your worst one?
0: Oh, mina Um man, I was just such a damaged child and I was an even worse teenager. I was mean. I was a mean girl in high school and enjoyed or you know, told myself that I did enjoyed hurting people, enjoyed torturing girls from good families um cuz I was just so mad at them cuz I had a real shit family. Um I don't know, you know, I <laughs> I don't really know. I would say that I think I always believed that I always believed in that game. I always believed in the he who cares less wins. You know, when we were together, that was kind of a stunning exception. And then my, my first love was also a real stunning exception. But I would think that pretty much everybody I kind of dated, slept around with throughout most of my 20s, I enjoyed playing that game and, exe- and assuming the you know stereotypical het male role of it. I enjoyed making them feel disposable. I enjoyed making them feel cheap. I enjoyed that because I, uh, I was just so fucking mad and I was just working out a shit ton of rage I wish I could tell you there's one instance but it's a decade that I'm just not super proud of I, I remember when uh, you and I broke up and I was talking with my um, best friend and I said, Blake's a nice guy and I'm not a nice girl, and I don't think I need to play the games I want to play with nice guys and I think I need to play them with the same kind of assholes that I am, right? Uh Which is why I'm kind of very uniquely familiar with all the various different ways we can race to the bottom and how we hurt each other and how we disrespect each other. Uh, You know that part of me, right? You know, there's a part of me that just lights up when the guy gets misogynistic because I'm like, oh, is this the game we get to play? Is this the game we get to play? You get me misogynistic. I get to be emasculating. I got it. I got it. I'm going to win. And, uh, you know, Jesus.
1: I've seen this in action, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't pretty.
0: (laughs) It's not pretty, right? I mean, I'm might win, but we both lose, right? Like, it's, it's ah, you know, I, I, Carrie once said to me that I, I, I've spent my time on the front lines of the battle with the sexes on the fucking war, and I was there to take no prisoners, and I'm not proud of it, but I'm, um, I think I understand more than most the kind of fear that drives you there and keeps you there, and just, man, what it feels like to know yourself capable of that kind of cruelty, and just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I was not better. I'm sorry I was there to hurt. And I, when I see this kind of behavior in men and women, but I, honestly, when I see it in men, I want to reach out to them because I think that really at their core, that kind of desire to have the other person be not quite human comes from just this deep sense of fear, at least it did for me. Um, and I think they really kind of just need a hug, even though they would say they don't need anything. Right? That's usually the indication. Oh, they're needing a lot. Let's start with therapy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I got was that revealing enough or absolutely. I'm better. I'm I'm better at it. But.
1: And this is where, like, as I put my therapist hat on, in these moments, and like in both of our situations, is giving ourselves grace. Going, we were young, we are uncertain there's a lot of pain happening and we've grown since then.
0: Yes, we have.
1: And it's all about that forgiveness and going, it's like, okay, I could have been better. And acknowledging it's like, okay, I wanna be better and I'm going to be better.
0: It is also why I kind of, I will stand and I will die on that hill with men and women who swear up and down that no strings attached is not abusive. And I'm like, oh no, it is, it is. It's totally. All, it.
1: Like like we said like pre, before we even started recording tonight, everyone, both of us were like, are we sure we can record about this? Because we both have we totally a very agree. strong opinions <laughs> yeah, of and it. And we both totally agree. <laughs> and uh, totally agree. No strings attached is abusive. No one is disposable.
0: And if you find yourself uh, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do, just default on the side of basic human decency. Yep. For yourself and for that other person. And uh, if you find yourself feeling like you got a green light to treat another human like they're a piece of shit and disposable, know that you're the piece of shit in this situation. Right on. And let's not lie or hide from that. Wow, okay. On that uplifting note, this yeah. has been a great podcast. This You're has welcome. been a great podcast. Uh, and Blake and I both talking to you from our moral high ground.
1: Hey. This is now our, what, what episode are we on now? We're not
0: allowed to count them anymore, mainly since the, the fifth one went away. So this oh, is, this right. is our yes, another yes. episode. So
1: another fantastic episode. Bonnie and I really want to sincerely thank everyone that's made this so successful for it us. It has
0: been amazing. Like the the amount of feedback, the amount of listeners, just how much this has taken off. It is just, it's phenomenal. We ah, love you so much.
1: And like, we are so happy about it. And. We have so much fun doing it, and we're so thankful for everyone that's tuned in and listened, and gave us really awesome feedback and future topics for us to talk about.
0: Please keep it coming, feedbacks, questions. It's just email it to info at drinkingwithyourx Yes,
1: and like we're going to be, I'll be working on the Instagram page and Twitter account. It's like Twitter at drinkingx. Yes,
0: so please come find us, come talk to us. Uh, we love you this has just been amazing thank you so much
1: alright everybody we're going to sign off for now and it's time for a refill it is definitely time for a refill